Lekut HaSicha is Chelek Tazayin, Parsha Boi Sicha Dalet, a summary of the Sicha. In our Parsha it says that uh, the mitzvah that we should eat the Korban Pesach on this night together with Matzah. And of course uh, Morer as well. So we find something interesting about this mitzvah. And when we talk about the mitzvah of eating matzah in later generations, after the night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, which we find in Parsha A, the Torah over there says, you shall eat uh, matzah for seven days, poor bread, because we left Mitzrayim in a hurry. That's what the Pasuk says. From that Pasuk we learn that the matzah that we eat has to be poor bread, which means it has to be unflavored, flour and water, that's it. But this mitzvah is said only in later, later after Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. By Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, they weren't told this. They weren't told that it can't be flavored matzah. So therefore, presumably, they could have eaten flavored matzah on the night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, before Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Although, once they left Mitzrayim, then they already were eating matzah because it didn't have a chance to rise, which means that expresses the idea of that it's poor bread. But before they left, they could have eaten matzah shira, they could have eaten flavored matzah as well. Now, since the Yetzirah Mitzrayim and Pesach is the, the, the original eating of the Korban Pesach, and matzah is the paradigm for our eating matzah today, so therefore there must be something in the way we celebrate Pesach, which also gives room for matzah shira, for flavored matzah. If the Yidin were able to eat it before Yetzirah Mitzrayim, then we as a preparation for Pesach, should also probably be able to eat matzah shira somehow. What does that mean? So the Mordechai says that in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, they would do the entire Seder after the meal. The opposite of what we do. We do the entire Seder and then eat the meal. They did it the opposite. First they ate the meal, then they did the mitzvahs of matzah, mora, korban Pesach, and so on. Which means that they washed for the meal. They didn't want to eat the regular matzah, lechem oini, because that's the mitzvah then they would have to make the bracha then. They didn't wait, wanted to wait till later, so they ate matzah shira at the beginning of the meal. So we see that they were eating matzah shira on Pesach before they got to the Pesach celebration, so to speak. A similar thing we find in today's day and age that the, the Shulchan Aruch says, which means Torah says, that on Erev Pesach, in the morning, you can eat, even though you're not allowed to eat matzah, but matzah shira, flavored matzah, you can eat. So, in other words, that there is such a thing as eating matzah shira as a preparation for the time of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Another thing about this, the Torah gives the reason, why do you have to eat lechem oini? Ki bechipozen yotzosem in Mitzrayim, because we left Mitzrayim in a hurry. What's the connection between not eating matzah shira, flavored matzah, with the fact that we had to leave Mitzrayim in a hurry? Another point, in this same Pasuk, at the beginning of the Pasuk it says, you shall not eat chametz with the Korban Pesach, for seven days you shall eat matzah. From this juxtaposition in this Pasuk, of the difference between chametz and matzah, and that chametz, you shouldn't eat chametz, but you should eat matzah, that teaches us that the kind of matzah that we eat, have, that we eat as a mitzvah, has to be the kind that could have possibly become chametz, which means that you can't eat matzah of, of a dough, of some sort of a mixture, where it could never have become chametz. For instance, if you, you mixed flour with orange juice, it could never become chametz, therefore that's not a kosher matzah. So we can easily see the connection between not, you know, having to eat a matzah which could possibly become chametz, it's just that we made sure that it shouldn't, and that's why it's matzah, 
we can understand the connection between that and because we left Mitzrayim in a hurry because we're commemorating what happened there when they left there the kind of dough that they made was with the intention that it should become chametz. they made it out of a material that would have become chametz, but because they had to leave in a hurry that's why it didn't so therefore when we eat matzah we have to reflect that we eat, we eat it in such a way to reflect that we, it didn't become chametz only because we left in a hurry but it could have had we not left in a hurry but what's the connection between not eating flavored matzah and leaving Mitzrayim in a hurry that still remains we also know that even the first night of Mitzrayim when they were eating matzah it had to be the kind of matzah that could possibly become chametz how do we know that? because the Yerushalmi says that how do we know that it has to be the kind of matzah that could possibly become chametz they learn it from the Pasuk of Shmartem Matzah you shall guard the matzahs which is written before the Yidin left Mitzrayim from this the Yerushalmi learns that the the matzah has to be the kind of matzah that has to be guarded in order to remain matzah but if you're using flour and, and a mixture which can't become matzah then you're not guarding it so that's not kosher so even in Mitzrayim that they eat matzah which could have become chametz so to understand all these elements what are all these, what's going on here so to understand this we can understand it better when we look at it how these things translate into the Aveda of a Yid to Hashem. What do all these things represent? Lechem the poor bread, that is, means flour and water, simple bread, no taste. That is the kind of Aveda that a Yid does out of Kabbalah soil. Submission to Hashem. It's not that you understand why you need to do it. It's not that you're emotionally connected to what you're doing. You submit to Hashem. He said to do it, I do it. That's called poor bread, flavorless it's not that I understand it and I uh, revel in it. Ma- flavored matzah, matzashira, rich matzah means it's mixed with uh, flavored juices and so on. That is something where a yid, my own intellect demands that I should live the life that Hashem asks for. I understand why it's important. I'm emotionally connected to it. I live a rich life. My aveda is full of flavor that's matzah ashir. so when a yid is, uh, is simply submitting to Hashem that means that there is a possibility that I should do something wrong that I shouldn't see it the way Hashem sees it and therefore I should do it differently it's only that I have to control myself sub- subdue and suppress those urges and those impulses in other words that it's possible that, I should, that it should come to chametz but I'm working very hard to make sure that it doesn't come to chametz. The kind of Aveda which comes out of my own uh, enjoyment of it doesn't allow for any other type of life altogether. That's the kind of what we call matzah which can never come to chametz. I am so involved in it that it could never come to chametz. This difference can also be understood, also describes actually, the difference between Geulah's Mitzrayim and Geulah Hasidah through Mashiach. By Mitzrayim it says the Yidin had to rush out of Mitzrayim. They had to leave quickly. They ran from Mitzrayim. Why? Because they were very much pulled to the uncleanliness un- 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 of Mitzrayim, to the corruption of Mitzrayim. They had to run away. They had to rush out of Mitzrayim because otherwise they could have gotten attached to it more. 
why the Gula Sida says you will not have to rush you won't have to rush out you will not have to go out quickly because we are disconnected from it we've shaken it off we are on Hashem's uh, on His page we see it His way there's no reason to run away from the Golas there's no need for that and that's why when we are commemorating Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim we have to commemorate it in the way that it happened which means we were still attached to the, to the Golas we were still attached to the Ra we were eating Lechem Aini that's why we eat Lechem Aini to commemorate that kind of uh, that kind of Geula the Geula from Mitzrayim Matzah Shira, as I said, rich matzah is more in line with what happens when Mashiach comes. That we're on, that we have transformed ourselves. We're about above evil. That's not the avoda of Yitzias Mitzrayim yet. And the truth is that it's not just that there is a similarity between the two, and that's why you have to eat the lechem to commemorate Mitzrayim. It's also because there is a certain quality to iskafia which even ishapcha transformation doesn't have. Transformation means that we are there. We are connected to Hashem because we're, we see it His way. We're in line with Him. We're in tandem with what He wants. Iskafya means I'm not in line with Him, but I submit to Him totally, even though I don't understand it, but I am completely bottled. I've, I've, sub, I've submit to Him totally. And there is a certain quality to displaying that kind of commitment to Hashem which even transcends me being in line with Hashem because that still is about me I think it's right I feel the need to do it but submission is a greater quality and that needs and that's why we're still trying to capture that quality by eating uh, by commemorating Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and eating Lechem and that's one of the reasons why even when Mashiach comes, we will still be talking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You could ask the question, why talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? We have a much bigger goal now. The reason is because there is something about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the submission that we experience then, which has to teach us about how to relate to Hashem. Even when we are transformed, there is still a need for complete submission. The Alter Rebbe also explains that by, before the Geulah Mitzrayim, Hashem already said, I will take you out. Yes, I will take you out. And he explains that it's referring to Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim as one, I will take you out. And he was already telling them that there will be a Geulah Sida in the future where I will take you out. In other words, even before Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, there was already a reference, a, an inspiration of the Geulah Sida. What is the need for that? Because in the idea of Iskafia submission, there is a problem which is, I, submit, I subdue and I suppress my impulses, I'm successful but then five minutes later it's back again and this keeps going, happening again and again a person could become very despondent when is it ever going to end? so the Eivishter says, there will be a time when it will be, you'll be completely transformed there will come a time and it's not only that there will come a time in the future, but that even now we can already tap into that kind of um, transformation which happens when Mashiach comes. And the question of course is, what do you mean? Right at, Before we even started Kabbalah Soilis, before Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, we were already expected to have transformation in our life? What does that mean? The answer is, when we are um, functioning on the level of Kabbalah Soilis, submission to Hashem, it doesn't have to be that the submission is our against our will. 
even the submission could be done with relish. I love the fact that I submit to Hashem. That defines who I am. That's who I want to be. I'm not the person that can understand what Hashem wants. I'm not the person that is emotionally involved in every mitzvah that I have to do. I have to submit. But I love the idea of submission. That is who I am. That's who I want to be. That is, defines me as a person, as a yid. And that's what it means that we have tapped into the transformation. The type of submission that we do is very transformative. We are there. That's who we are. We've become servants of Hashem. That is what defines us. That's a very, very encouraging and uplifting feeling. And that's how we integrate the Geula Asida, what happens when Shia comes into our Aveda now at the time of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. But that can only happen, so in other words, that there is the idea that we can eat Matzah Shira while we're still in Mitzrayim. In other words, we're still just getting comfortable with the idea of submission and already we're eating uh, rich food. What does that mean? Rich Matzah. It means that we relish the fact that we are going to submit to Hashem, that we're in that state. But that can only happen after, uh, before the Yidin left Mitzrayim. But once they left Mitzrayim, which means they were at that time shaking off their slavery to Pare and therefore becoming the servants of Hashem. Which means first you have to accept Hashem as the sovereign. You have to commit yourself to Hashem. As the, uh, our sages tell us, why is Shema before Vahoyim Shemaya? Why do we read the Parsha Shema before Vahoyim Shemaya? Because first you have to accept the sovereignty of Hashem, and then you can accept His mitzvahs, which are found in Vahoyim Shemaya. So at the time when you're accepting the sovereign, there is no room. When you stand before the king to accept His sovereignty, it's not about you. There can't be even the slightest attention to you and to what you want and to what you enjoy it's all about submission to Hashem that's why Matz Lechem Oini can only happen after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim and when we commemorate the fact that we are accepting Hashem as our sovereign by Yitzhiz Mitzrayim that's why it has to be Lechem Oini once we leave once we're in on the way out of Mitzrayim before that it was possible but not now